stop and take a couple deep breaths. Mm -hmm. Check in with yourself right here in this present moment. Mm -hmm. Where am I at? What am I seeing? What's around me? It, the clock is ticking in front of me. There's leaves outside. Notice just a couple things in your present proximity. Be mm -hmm. in the present. Take a couple breaths. Um, we're so good at not living the present moment because we're constantly thinking of the future, regretting the past, the back and forth. Yeah. That a lot of times we forget to live that wholehearted life now and oh find God. the joy in the little moments, in the ordinary moments. I heard something recently, I think it was a Brene Brown talk where she said, we want the extraordinary you know the, the social media and with youtube and all this stuff everyone is always living these extraordinary lives and so we're always seeking for the extraordinary until something happens and then we want the ordinary back sorry it's gonna make me emotional but um we want we want the screen door to shut behind our loved one that's gone we want we want the phone call we want the ordinary stuff and so if we can take just those random times during our during our days to just take a breath. Hi, everybody. So today we have an amazing guest, Liz Morrill. And Liz is a certified life coach who works with busy and amazing moms who realize that they put their own goals and interests on the shelf for years as they cared for everyone else. Can you relate? She also helps her clients to go from overwhelm and anxiety to living wholehearted and having more joy amidst the chaos of family life. She's a mom of seven, loves to travel, is an artist who loves lots of color, enjoys the outdoors, especially on warm days and when she can be on the beach. Um, she has a sweet tooth and loves milk chocolate and caramel. So Liz, I am super thrilled um, and thankful to be talking to you. Welcome. How are you today? Thank you. Oh, it's so good to be here. Thanks. I love yeah. it. I loved your intro. You know, first of all, a couple of things that really resonated with me is that, you know, uh, when you're a mom, right, it's natural that you're you're taking care of your kids, you're taking care of your sweetheart, you're taking care of your job, your house, you know, so it's mm -hmm. so easy, right? Or it kind of feels like we have to uh, take care of all of those things. And sometimes we just naturally put ourselves last. And, right. um, and then the overwhelm and anxiety to wholehearted and joyful life amidst kind of everything, right? That can feel and become chaotic. And overwhelming. Yeah. Um, that's so important. So tell us a little bit more about your journey and how you got here. Okay. Well, yeah, I do have a lot of kids. And I don't know where I got the memo that when you become a mom, you don't, you know, you kind of put your own stuff over in the corner on the shelf and you concentrate wholeheartedly. <laughs> a yeah. different kind of wholeheartedly right on everyone else and what's going on and and um so that's what I did and I didn't realize it although I did do things during the years here and there um but for the most part yeah I was trying I wanted to be a mom and and that's what I love doing so 
when I, I don't know, within the last 10 years, I realized, wait a minute, <laughs> there are actually some things that I've wanted to do or that I would like to do newer goals. How do I, how do I do this? And I think that I thought that if I tried to pursue some of my own things or goals that my family would suffer that, okay. but and and I think this is very common. Um, moms were selfless, and we try to serve other people. But it's been interesting and eye-opening to realize and to see, as I have done different things, that it doesn't actually take away from my family. It actually enhances it because it. My kids see a model to how to achieve their goals. They see how happy I am. I am more happy and accomplished in my role as a mom because I am able to achieve some of those um, exciting things that I have on my plate. And so it's been, I've been a work in progress definitely our last 10 years. Um, and so I found life coaching probably three or four years ago and mm -hmm. it really just spoke to me. I, it really, um, yeah, I loved it. And so after working with a life coach and decided, oh my gosh, I think this might be kind of fun to, to pursue. Okay. And so, so yeah, so I went through, uh, found a great training that really resonated with me and my values and what I love and um, went through that. And so, yeah, so that's kind of where I got to be, you know, where I am. And then also turn back to like, there's others I'm finding my clients that this is a shared experience totally. very common yes. between us moms and um and so yeah so that's kind of my experience yeah and thank you for being so transparent you know uh, about your own journey right and how you got to doing life coaching that it is you know it's over the last few recent years and so how how and you know there were so many questions I was thinking as you're talking <laughs> when you're talking about like putting yourself right like you having a big family right that's mm -hmm. a more than yeah. a time job seven kids right and it's yeah. just like it's taking care of the kids right the house and then you throw in mm -hmm. you know um if you know, when women have a full-time job and a relationship, right? Your sweetheart right. and um, pets and everybody, it just, do you think that it's even a conscious decision or conscious like thing that we are aware of that we are putting ourselves last or it feels kind of like, okay, all these things are happening, right? All mm -hmm. these balls are in the air and you just have to go from one thing yeah. to the next and it kind of just happens. So how did you, like, when did you realize that you're putting yourself or kind of putting everybody else above actually taking care of your needs? Oh gosh, that's a really good question. Um, because I did now and then take care of myself, right? Mm -hmm. I, I did, you know, try to try to do the best that I can. Mm -hmm. um, and maybe it might have even been the, the time of life where um, for those big goals or big dreams or aspirations, it wasn't it wasn't the time yet. And when it was the time I realized, uh, I need to do something here. Let's, let's change this up. Um, definitely there was not a, a thought during, during the years of, um, 
I think it just happens, I guess, as moms, we just naturally um, care for other people. We love them so much and we want the best for them and want to help them achieve their goals and their dreams and, and raise them to be these adults that um, can go out into the world. And, thrive, and so right? I, I think it's just kind of a natural thing that yeah. happens. And, um, and, then, and then I think it's a natural time at some point, it is the time to um, take a look, understand, I need to, uh, and I think a lot of times the buzzwords, um, self-care, self-love, okay, let's go get a manicure, let's go get a massage, and, and right. that's, that's kind of far from what I'm talking about. It's, it's inner thoughts, inner um, dreams, it's um, our own thoughts about ourselves, what we're capable of doing, mm-hmm. um, what we think we can't do. I mean, it's just, it's, there's so many complexities to it and those complexities get worked out kind of in layers you know yeah through through what we're doing which is totally fine um it's like we're going to talk about anxiety and I don't want to induce anxiety by ah you know but yeah it's it's we we kind of figure it out as we go right it's like it's messy it is it is layered definitely and how I mean you bring up a great point about the timing right so Mm like that how do we know like let's say you you feel right that there's something like when is the right time when you need to go for opportunities or when you you know when there is that door opening to Mm -hmm. the next step right with the flow of life versus where you need to stay kind of even like you said when you had a family right and it wasn't right the right time for you you know to professionally you know whatever venture out maybe that was you know three four years ago Mm -hmm. exactly was maybe the divine or right timing where you start life coaching so um how do people know you know somebody's in a job but they're kind of feeling this inner dissatisfaction right long for something more they're busy but kind of bored and there's just some dissatisfaction like how do you know when is the right time in life or what's helped you you know kind of to Mm -hmm. recognize that's a that's a great question because I think that we get it's so comfortable to the way we live even if we're in a job or a situation that is not great or uncomfortable or that we would like to change it is something that's comfortable and we're used to and so that's safety yes the unknown is is not safety and it's scary to do new things or to try something we've never tried before and so i think really when we feel that nudge or pull or inspiration or um thought if we can have the courage to be curious, um, and we're going to talk about curiosity later, but really to just be curious of, um, I wonder, I wonder what this means. I wonder, you know, what I'm feeling here. I, I wonder what the pull is, or mm-hmm. um, just purely curiosity, not even answering the question that we're asking curiosity, but purely being curious sometimes starts to shake things loose and we um we start to explore and that that is fun because just like when we're children 
we um, we learn by play and curiosity for an adult is kind of like playing. And okay. so to start that curiosity, um, and like I said, not even answering questions, but just being curious sometimes can um, spark those those thoughts and interests and um, different adventure in our life that may be coming up. So I, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, that's what so, I have for you. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And you said that you will, I, I know that you um, coach women, right, who deal mm -hmm. with anxiety and overwhelm, you know, amidst, you know, uh, or in their life. So yeah. maybe let's start with the, you know, because I, I also know that you will be sharing tools with us. So maybe let's yeah. start with the, what is anxiety and overwhelm okay. um, and kind of what's happening both physically, right. in in our uh, brains or bodies, right. Um, and then we'll, we'll take it from there. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean the very basic, right. The definition, just Google definition of, of anxiety, right. A feeling of worry, nervousness, or unease. And this is typically imminent um, with something that is a, going to be a big event, like a change in job, like what am I, what am I going to do, or un, like an uncertain outcome, uncertainty of the future, mm -hmm. anxiety comes up. And if we distill it down even a little further, we think a thought and mm -hmm. we feel a feeling. Yeah. Because our, our, our feelings come from our thoughts so we feel a feeling a sensation in our body and sometimes anxiety for me personally is a tightness in my chest or a sinking in my stomach sometimes mm -hmm. I get headache so distilling it down thinking a thought feeling a feeling mm -hmm. anxiety right but the thing is we can do feelings we were made to do feelings during this life right that's like yes. part of the human experience right so so we've lived through a hundred percent of the negative feelings we've had in our life. Uh, when I so true. when I think that I'm like, oh my gosh, yes, we have. We've lived through that. So we can do feelings. We were made. Our bodies are made to do feelings. Our minds are made to do feelings, and we can do anxiety, right? And it's also important to think to know that there's absolutely nothing wrong with anyone. When mm -hmm. we experience anxiety, it is part of the human experience. Mm -hmm. One of the feelings that we get to feel, right? Not fun, but, but why does it feel so scary? Like when it comes on, right? <laughs> it just in the moment, and I I love how you name the definition, right? And um, why why does it feel so? Like why do we want to run from it so bad? Why does it feel so yeah. scary? Even if you cognitively, when you step out of it, right? When it passes, you right. know, yes, I have survived tough things. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's such a good question, and <clears throat> I want to just answer that by saying a couple things that our brain do okay does really well. Perfect. So the first thing our brain does is it looks for danger. Okay. It's, it's trying to keep us safe in our life. It's trying to see if there's a tiger coming around the corner. It's always on alert. Okay. And it, it naturally goes towards the negative. Um, and the second thing it does, it's, it conserves energy. Um, so we're, we live habitually. We yeah. think the same things we do the same things we we sit in the same place in meetings we eat the same breakfast we which is good we want to conserve routine, energy. right yeah right 
so that when we need to do something big, we can, we can use that energy for something like that. So, yeah. so yeah. So why does it feel so scary when we feel that anxiety? Um, and I think that when we feel emotions, mm-hmm. um, our brain, uh, it, the emotions uh, or the feelings kind of take over or trump when we're dealing with something and it wants to go right to the emotions. And sometimes that takes over instead of our higher brain. Um, totally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and it's connected, right? Like I said, with what we're thinking and what, what we're actually feeling in our body. Mm-hmm. We can have those, uh, they tie in to, um, and, and I'm going to come up with or share a little bit more about that too, with um, why anxiety comes up, because that's one of the things I want to expound upon. Um, but it's amazing how the thoughts in our head, mm-hmm. thinking a sentence in our head, mm-hmm. can bring feelings in our body, sensations in our body yeah. to happen. Yeah. So, pretty amazing yeah but but yeah so so two things that our brain does does really well going back and forth to that look for danger and conserve energy and that's important to to understand as we go through um some of the points of why do we get anxiety why does it happen to us um and i have about four and i know there's plenty more probably that i won't talk about um, but we'll, we'll just start with these four because I'm sure we could be here all day talking about this. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. No, that sounds wonderful. Yeah. So, so one of the, one of the ways that anxiety comes up is when we try to resist emotions. So, um, it, anxiety is, is a secondary emotion. Usually we start out with a different emotion, a low, or like we're feeling sad or upset, um, we're feeling angry fear yeah we're feeling resentment any any emotion uh, maybe guilt or something else uncertainty um and we resist that emotion and Mm -hmm. when we resist emotions they they get they get bigger and badder (laughs) they don't go away and like if we ignore something it doesn't just go away even though we think so we'd like it to it, yeah. it gets stronger and then it turns into anxiety. So resisting an emotion is, is a big one. And right. it's super easy to resist emotions right now right. in our lives. Like right. we can, we can buffer by looking at social media. We can go online and go shopping. We can eat, we can drink, we can take drugs. We, I mean, we there's so many. Eating. We have to go make our right. lunch. We have, you know, all these things to do. Yeah. yeah, There's plenty of ways to resist emotions easily yeah. and not deal with it. And so that that's one way. But and also, then- I was just thinking, it's also like if the anxiety comes up, whether it's in a conversation at work, right? You feel like you can't be transparent and now share it, mm-hmm. right? Because what will others think? Yeah. It's not appropriate. <laughs> right, right, right. Exactly. And and that's a, that's a give and take in the, in that situation. You're I mean, hopefully we can try and be authentic to ourselves mm-hmm. and share um and in that situation I think when um 
we want to like what were people what will people think that makes me think of kind of like a perfectionistic I, I i need to be you know this needs to look right before i put it out there whatever it is yeah um and to get to the point where real life real people really appreciate us when we are being ourselves and authentic and messy right life is messy um so so true um so, so you were talking that it's coming from the resisting, you know, kind of the anxiety yeah. is a secondary emotion that it's really like fear, guilt, uh, frustration, you know, different underlying feelings mm-hmm. that are, and then what we do is we stuff, if we run away from them or resist right. them, that's when they're like, I guess it's like that child that's screaming or having a tantrum. Mm-hmm. It's like, you don't want to, if you ignore the child, they'll just yes. louder. <laughs> Yes, that's such a good analogy. Um, A a really good thing to do is you can go and Google um, lists of emotions, you know, emotion words, feeling words. And um, what I've told, uh, you know, in classes and and coaching is print out a list of emotion words, stick them on your fridge. And even to just look through them every once in a while, have your kids look through them, understand Mm -hmm what what are these emotions what are these feelings we're feeling um anxiety can be i mean it's it can be a buzzword nowadays because it's talked about so much yes it might be another feeling we're actually feeling so yeah it, it might be interesting to have kind of that list of of feelings and there's you know top 100 or whatever um there's plenty of them so to be able to just have them um, be exposed to them and look over it, then I don't know, that might be one of those curiosity things um, to say, hi, I wonder, I wonder what, where this came from, or I wonder um, how this started or what this what am I feeling? Yeah. Yeah. What, yeah. what is going exactly. on? Exactly. I'm going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Do I, it also for my family. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a good, it's a good thing to do. Uh, the second, the second way that, that I want to talk about the, we, um, can experience anxiety or how it starts is, is the expectations of life of how we think life should be can kind of get us tangled up sometimes. So we oh think gosh, life yeah. should be perfect, right? Uh, we think that we are doing something wrong or we're doing life wrong, um, that we're comparing ourselves to others, especially in the social media age where, you know, we put our highlight reels out there and, everyone else looks like they have this amazing life and we're doing something wrong but you know this isn't how my life should be or whatever um and so then what happens is we start to feel anxious or we're feeling we're doing life wrong and um we're feeling negative emotions so it's kind of like a vicious cycle right mm-hmm. um and no one has a perfect light a lot of life obviously life is supposed to be messy and i love the um the thought it's 50 50 you know if if we can think 50 percent of the time life is going great it's going how i want 50 percent of the time it might not it just might not be going so great and so if we can have that in mind and just release the feeling of trying to be perfect all the time trying to make sure uh, it's like, no, actually it's, it's not, we're not guaranteed <laughs> mm-hmm. 
that um, it's going to be perfect and it, it shouldn't be. Life is just messy. So let me ask you this, like what you said before, right? Um, about the negativity in our natural, mm -hmm. when you were talking about how we're built, right? Yeah. And the yeah. natural inclination to look for the danger. Is it? Mm -hmm. Is that what they call negativity bias? I'm not sure if it's- that, You know what? That's a really good thing. I love that you brought that up because our brains naturally go to the negative. But right, we the think it should be perfect and that we should be all rosy, right? Right. And then there's this disconnect. Think about that. <laughs> yeah. When you talk about right positive, like, so do we need to be like the ultimate athlete in a way like mentally is like do we need to consist because like we're not living in caves anymore right mm -hmm, we're sitting right. in these, like you said we're super comfortable we have home right. right we have electricity we have food in the mm -hmm. fridge you know like we are really living like kings mm -hmm. right but somehow we're suffering still right inside right. um so do we need to retrain on knowing kind of that this is our mechanism? This is like just a natural predisposition is like, do we need to like, let's say practically, as soon as I see, let's say what's not done, right? That might be causing mm -hmm. anxiety, right? Or everything, all the list that has to be done or what something somebody didn't do. Do we need to like right away? Okay, like a shockwave. Yeah need to see one good thing to counteract like or how right how, what and maybe that's in your tools what you're talking we'll be talking about more too is like is there a way do we need to retrain ourselves yeah I think that's a really good I think that it's it's common to get stuck in the I just have to be positive I want to you know I have to think positive thoughts and that's not really um realistic i think where it's not always going to be positive and i i think even understanding and getting a feel for just what we're talking about and and really it it's one thing to hear about it and to understand it yeah but like i said our, our we are habitual beings we go back to the same way we think the same way we feel until we start kind of little by little mm -hmm. we bring in that curiosity and mm -hmm. we bring in different tools and it's just in little shifts a lot of times we want it to be a big change a big thing but really to yeah exactly to to really change for the long process the long haul it it, it comes in little shifts and so it's just it's by listening to podcasts. It's by being curious about your thoughts. It's um, by understanding what would help you the most powerfully in your life to make those small little shifts to not be perfect all the time, not have, you know, like shift it to a perfectionistic or I have to be happy all the time because that's just not realistic. It's we're not going to be happy all the time. We this life is is not um supposed to be that way you know the human experience is is both good and and sad and bad and and everything in between mm -hmm. um so i guess maybe changing those expectations and understanding what mm -hmm. we naturally want or are expecting that maybe those are just a, just a little off and okay. let's let's try to let's try to um shift that thinking just a little bit 
Okay. So that might how help. do we know that balance? Like when it's like we need to shift something inside, right? Mm -hmm. Versus we do need to change the external. Let's say, you know, if it applies and it can apply to different yes. areas, right? But let's say True. with a job, right? Mm -hmm. When Okay, yeah, we probably have high expectations, right? We've been a high achiever. Yeah, Check the yeah. boxes, right? But that feeling of something missing, how do we know if it's, us is it me that needs mm -hmm. to change or is it the outside yeah. right yeah I was gonna say it's interesting because a lot a lot of times we think if they would just change or if I could just change my job or better boss if, if better, something outside yeah. of me would just do the work because they're just really messing with my life and it's really yeah. bad when if there are some things within ourselves because I mean, I deal with this a lot with my clients, the circumstances outside of us a lot that we have no control over. And, mm -hmm. and I have to constantly, okay, let's, let's concentrate on what we can control, what you can control within your own thought process. It's amazing understanding um, that just in itself. It's like, oh, I can be, maybe it's not the job. Maybe it's my thinking maybe and sometimes it's not even a big thing and a lot of times it is they, there is a change that needs to be made yeah. and that is the most healthy thing so I don't want to say that or have anyone think wait a minute but it's amazing how um, little shifts in our thinking can help us to find that joy just like like you know you said in my bio um, we really can find that wholehearted joy amid mm -hmm. the chaos of our lives that are the chaos is not going away it's not it's not going to diminish it's yeah. you know like it might a little bit here and there yeah. but there's going to be some chaos and we can truly feel it's it's possible to feel joy to feel inner joy within us even amid that so it's so how do we powerful. do that Liz? I love that. How do we like how, oh. how do you, <laughs> what have you seen work for you and your clients? I know you shared a couple of things maybe that yeah. you know understanding yourself, right? The curiosity, but anything else like because I I think that's exactly it is that mm -hmm. the chaos like we're all like somehow we have this we've been seduced by this belief or we have this dream that someday I will be able to rest. Everything will be yeah. calm, right? And peaceful <laughs> and all this, right? I'm not going to have be yeah. off this wheel, but that's an illusion. So how do right. we find the joy and the wholehearted life in amidst of all the external yeah. juggling? You, you know what? This is, this is such a good question. And what I am finding that is been, has been so powerful and it almost makes me emotional because it does make motion when I talk with my clients because we will be working through something mm -hmm. and they will be sharing a feeling that they're feeling a limiting belief and the, and the feeling it brings up of sadness or regret or um, loss or whatever it is. And to the, the, the key I am finding is compassion for ourselves. I, I know it sounds like what this is like total off. But if we can truly understand and see that we have these feelings that we've been feeling for years, some of them 
um, we have these limiting beliefs or feelings that are negative, the habitual things that we continue to repeat and go yeah. over and over. Yeah. We have felt these feelings and we know how they feel in our bodies. We, they come up and we can, yes, we can feel them. If we can have compassion for ourselves. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times when I say this, it's, um, I'll ask a client, okay, let's, what kind of compassion can you give yourself for this feeling? And what typically happens is I'm really sorry that you're feeling this way, but you are going to be awesome. Let, you know, you're going to totally kill it. We automatically transition to the cheerleader to like, like you got this over. Yes. Yes. We steamroll over the, the compassion. Like we have to stay with the compassion for longer. We have to stay with the feelings because we literally have felt them for decades, these feelings mm -hmm. and they're heavy and overwhelming feelings. And, mm -hmm. um, and so if we can, um, really feel those feelings and stay with those feelings and give ourselves compassion for it. I am so sorry that you are feeling this overwhelm, this anxiety, this, um, stress in your body. I, I see where it comes up that, you know, even naming where it comes up in your body and how it feels and just, I am so sorry. And giving yourself that nurture, mm -hmm. then we can start to shift. Mm -hmm. We can start to um, just shake loose some of the things and shift in those small ways that we need to. It's compassion is so, so powerful. Um, it's been but, incredible to see that. But we have to first we need to take a pause for that because like yes. so let's say you're busy right your day mm -hmm. is like moving from one to next thing like as and yeah. as you're kind of like stuffing them down trying to get through for an appropriate moment but like so you really need to take a minute it sounds yeah. like well yeah you do and and what i so when i usually go through that exercise it's usually when we're trying to do a reframe okay. and there's a, a thought that is not serving someone that it's not helping them and um we want to reframe it well a lot of times we just want to say what's it what's a different thought what's the different sentence what's an affirmation that you can say and that is awesome i love i'm all about affirmations affirmations okay. i love them but if we don't deal with the feelings that we've been feeling for years and give ourselves compassion for those feelings first then we're habitual. We kind of go back mm -hmm. to what we're used to doing. Yeah. And then we keep on reliving that. So that compassion is, is important. But um, one of the tools, let me just go, well, let me say real quick, before I go to the tools, a couple of the things that bring up anxiety is shame. It's okay. feeling ashamed. And shame is one of those um, feelings that we feel first. And then it goes to anxiety. Shame says there's something wrong with me and I should probably hide. Well, hiding or avoiding it get, makes it get worse and turns yeah. it into anxiety. You're um, ashamed even to like, right? You're ashamed that you're feeling this way, like that you should be this full capable grown-up professional, right? right? And, and that you're feeling this anxiety, let's say before a meeting or even before a conversation with your sweetheart, because you're like, you're ashamed of 
that you have too many feelings or too many emotions mm -hmm. or quote unquote negative emotions. But so how, what's a balance when you have the emotion, right? And you, when you have a moment to kind of sit with it and you're saying, well, we've been feeling them for days, months, mm -hmm. and probably years, right? If we are over 30. Yes, yes. <laughs> and is it like, if we sit and feel them, are we just perpetuating the habit? No, no, I'm going to get to that. That's such okay, a good awesome. question. Oh my gosh, I love that. Okay, but first, okay, so shame is one. I want to keep going. And okay. then and then not being aware of our tr or the true cause of feelings. So um, mm -hmm. going back to our feelings come from our thoughts. We think a thought and we feel a feeling. A lot of times we want to assign our feelings to outside of us. Something happened. Oh, totally, right. Traffic was Difficult bad. Person. Yeah, they you yelled at me at work my boss is horrible. Right. And now I'm feeling this way, but our, our thoughts are what, like it's inside of our body. We're the ones that are thinking it. We're the ones that are feeling it. But Liz, I want to ask responsible. you, I want to ask you the thought, because I'm not so clear. Like it doesn't feel so clear that there's actually even a thought involved because like the feeling just there. Yeah. That's the habitual like, part of our bodies. Yes. Our, our body, even the way we feel in different <laughs> circumstances, it's so habitual. We're so used to feeling it. It's not even a, we don't even really register that we're thinking a thought. Yeah. Something will happen. There'll be a cue. Yeah. The routine will be the feeling. Yeah. The, like the habit loop kind of thing you get, get, get in that they say, this is how you um, you know, make a habit. Well, this is what our bodies do. Just this is how we make habits, even with a fear response um, or a, a bad feeling or something that, but yeah, total habit and even how we feel in our bodies. It's just so mind boggling and amazing to me that yeah, um, it, it, we're so integrated. We think that, you know, the whole issue of mental illness, it's so our minds and our bodies are so integrated with each other that um, it, it all goes together. So yes, so, so true. Um, so, so going back to the last thing we're not, so our, our thoughts um, create our feelings. Mm -hmm. So our brains can't solve a problem that it doesn't know or th that it doesn't exist yet. Sorry, our brains can't solve a problem that doesn't exist yet. Mm -hmm. And this is what's happening with anxiety is we're making these, these issues We're we're thinking of what's coming up in the future, what future might be an hour away. It might be 10 years away. We're, we're worrying about it. The anxiety comes up or we're thinking about what's behind us in life. Mm -hmm. Regrets. I should have done something differently. Oh, you know, yeah. why did I say that? Whatever. Yeah. But we're not necessarily in the moment so yeah our brain is constantly looking for bad trying to figure stuff out trying to figure these problems out and maybe the problem doesn't even exist and maybe it won't ever exist right maybe yeah. we're worried about it so yeah. um so with our thoughts sometimes there's really no real danger but there is thought danger so it, it's just interesting so yeah. Okay, I really quickly, I sped through those last two, but I want to, to give you some tools. I have three tools and I've already talked a little bit about a couple. Yeah, of I know we've been going back and forth. I know, yeah, definitely. it's been perfect. This has been really interesting. And, and I, 
I didn't know we were going to go in some places. It's been just so interesting to talk about this. I love it. So yeah. the first tool is curiosity. Okay. And it sounds kind of silly when I give this as a tool, but it is really powerful. Like I said, it gives us permission to explore and makes anything possible when we're curious. Um, when you said also, curiosity, I feel like it relieves the pressure. Yes, yes, exactly. It's exactly. just like, it, because it can start to seem like you said, what we're making up in our mind mm -hmm. can start to feel so real. And then gets, we can yes. snowball it and make it bigger and more dramatic than it actually is and when you say curiosity it's like like i don't know yes. right away shoulders drop like ah oh. yes exactly it also uses our higher brain and our executive brain it gets us out of the emotion that roller coaster that we're riding with anxiety yeah and it helps us to to use our higher brain and 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 just think through possibilities um where you can be curious and make decisions you can discover and explore it's really exciting here. And this is play. Like I said before, our brains, when we're kids, we learn through play and we thrive and work well mm -hmm. um, when we can learn through play. So it's pretty essential to self-regulation in any age is to be curious. It's yeah. so fascinating to me. So, so how do you be curious in any situation? Yeah. You can just say, be the crazy lady that talks to yourself, right? I wonder why okay. I'm feeling this way. I wonder why this emotion is coming up. I wonder why, whatever. Um, I'm, yeah. I'm curious what emotion I felt first before anxiety. I wonder what can help me now. I'm curious at what, um, what I can do for me right now. So whatever, and, and like I said before, not even answering some of those questions Mm -hmm. just purely being curious of I'm curious to see if there's some options here mm -hmm. like um it can be a powerful tool so curiosity is it's I a fun one yeah 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 and the second the second tool I want to give you is is take a breath super super easy um I ask my clients to set timers during the day on their phone or their watch random times and when that timer goes up, and a lot of times they'll just put it on vibrate. And so it'll go off and they could be in a meeting. They could be dealing with kids, whatever it is. But when that goes off, they just stop and take a couple deep breaths. Mm -hmm. Check in with yourself right here in this present moment. Mm -hmm. Where am I at? What am I seeing? what's around me it, the clock is ticking in front of me there's leaves outside notice just a couple things in your present proximity be mm -hmm. in the present take a couple breaths um we're so good at not living the present moment because we're constantly thinking of the future regretting the past the back and forth yeah that a lot of times we forget to live that wholehearted life now and oh find God. the joy in the little moments in the ordinary moments i heard something recently i think it was a Brene brown talk where she said we want the extraordinary you know the, the social media and with youtube and all this stuff everyone is always living these extraordinary lives and so we're always seeking for the extraordinary until something happens 
and then we want the ordinary back. Sorry, it's gonna make me emotional, but um, we want we want the screen door to shut behind our loved one that's gone. We want we want the phone call. We want the ordinary stuff. And so if we can take just those random times during our during our days to just take a breath mm-hmm. and um, check in with ourselves. Sometimes I even ask my clients to ask themselves a question like, "What is it that I need right now? What would help me?" Anything. This is something that really is probably like a 30 second to one minute Mm -hmm. that you can do while you're driving, while you're, you know, you're around your kids, while you're in the, in business, whatever you're doing, Mm -hmm. um, to just, oh, that's right. I'm living right now. What is going on? Like Mm -hmm. right now in my life Mm -hmm. and to check in, in the moment. So that is a powerful tool. Yes. Well, the first (laughs) thing when you were talking about, right, the leaves and noticing you know what's really kind of grounding yourself in the present I'm so glad that you're talking about it because this week I've been thinking about my morning routine right and mm-hmm. revisiting it and really kind of what what do I need to go back to and remember like I decided for myself I need the five minutes whether it's tea mm-hmm. or coffee or water right whatever like yeah not to drink it while guzzle it while you know doing yes. five other yes. things but actually True. go on my porch and like you said look at the leaves breathe in just ground mm-hmm. yourself in those senses like in the present yes. in the small because the monkey mind like you said is phew, everywhere it's everywhere right yes. right yes. Present. <laughs> present yes kind of missing and then and i think what you led into the second part is a gratitude and um again that's kind of ties into in the beginning what you were saying about the negativity right the mm-hmm. lack and seeing and probably with perfectionism too like in some ways right. like oh you didn't didn't shut the door you didn't clean up after making breakfast or you didn't yeah. do this or your team member didn't do this perfect but like like remembering the good and like oh my that's obviously what you went very deep in terms of like, and I've thought about it too, like all these things we can find wrong with the, with people, but if they were not in your life and even yeah. sometimes maybe it doesn't hit as much home, but even your work, if tomorrow you woke up and you didn't have a job to go to, as much as mm-hmm. you think you would love it, you probably would miss it. Yeah, that's true. Right. That sense of purpose, like all those needy clients, you know, want <laughs> <that laughs> your time and attention and too much of it. Like yeah. you probably would be grieving, right? The right. Of it. Right. So like bringing yourself back and actually being the grateful, right? Yeah. Gratitude is really powerful too. I would, I, I think that's a really good thing to bring up is um, when we can take little times to, to write even three things a night, what we're grateful for. I mean, it, yeah. or even during this time when we take a breath to mm-hmm. what am I grateful for it to tap into that um, is super powerful. Um, yeah. So yeah, there's another tool that I didn't, I didn't even know. Oh, you were talking up. about it. You, I mean, you were talking it as a part yeah. of taking the breath, right. And then you went, yeah, deep, so you uncovered it. So curiosity, taking a breath, right. Yeah. Grab- so one more, yeah, I have one more tool. So the, the last tool is called name and claim. Um, What's that? So there's a so there's a difference between saying I'm anxious, okay, and saying hi I'm Liz and I'm feeling anxious. 
So mm -hmm. separating ourselves from the feeling, mm -hmm. we are claiming the feeling. We are saying, I'm feeling anxious. We're not, we're not like dismissing it or ignoring it. We are actually claiming it, but it's not our whole persona or whole person that we, there is a separate thing there. Like, yeah, I'm feeling this way and I'm, I'm going to do feelings. I can do feelings. You know, this is part of life. Mm -hmm. um, so claim the feeling, feel it in your body. Don't mm -hmm. push it away or try to ignore it because then, like we said, it magnifies, mm -hmm. let it come and really sit and feel it which when i say that i know that is a scary thought like actually you want me to feel this negative feeling like mm -hmm. I, i'm gonna start sweating right now but to really just when that anxiety or fear or whatever the negative feeling you're feeling to take a minute and to take a deep breath and like hello anxiety welcome i'm feeling you i'm feeling you in my chest my chest is tight my my pit of my stomach mm -hmm. I, you know my i have a headache just really letting it be in your body and mm -hmm. it i mean it's not going away right like let's let's let it in and really feel it and um, this is where we get the power um okay. because definitely we don't want to feel those negative emotions we want to feel happy. We want to everything good. We want to avoid the bad. We're so but, good running away from Yeah. It. Yeah, we are. And so notice where in your body you're feeling and being anxious um, and allow it to be there. Uh, talk to it. Okay. Give it a name. Like, is it, give it an animal. Is it an animal? What, what color would it be? How big is it? Small is it? Like really make it a tangible thing in your life. It's not going away. No matter what we do, if we're dealing with anxiety, we probably will deal with anxiety for the rest of our lives. Like mm -hmm. we're going to hook arms and we are going to, it can be a power actually in our life, but we have to be able to shift our mindset. So yeah, talk to it. Be, be, be the crazy lady. Like I said, that talks to yourself. Big brick friend. Talks to your anxiety. Right. Um, and then the, after that, after you've given yourself time to feel it, to um, give it a name, an animal. And a lot of times it just takes one time, you know, mm -hmm. my anxiety is a baboon. It always comes up, oh, hi, or, <laughs> you know, naming it. My yeah. anxiety is named whatever. Mm -hmm. um, okay, I'm talking to my anxiety. Come on, I, I feel you, I feel you here. So getting in that habit. The next thing we need to do is nurture. So we need to embody our higher self. Okay. Just kind of sit up, put your shoulders back, your head up. This actually posture tells your brain that you're not in fight or in flight. I love that. Yeah, that you that uh, sometimes you know to to sometimes repeating something that would help you. Like I am safe, I am calm, and I can handle this. Or I can do emotions. I was made to do this. Whatever resonates with you. Mm -hmm. just to like okay my higher self is kind of taken over the emotions we're gonna you know it's okay I got you mm -hmm. let's do this let's do this feeling sometimes people like to write those words on a paper sometimes they have a tangible reminder of a bracelet or a necklace to fidget with and repeat those words I am safe I am calm and I can handle this or whatever works for them yeah uh, 
so because sometimes you're feeling anxiety in a place where you can't go and hide in the bathroom and right. feel your feelings and do all right. this sometimes you have to do it in your mind while you're sitting in a meeting while you're trying to work with your children whatever it is mm -hmm. and to be able to calm yourself down yeah. and have that tangible reminder of something to touch and to fidget with sometimes that can remind you okay I got this. Let's let's do feelings today or even just for a little while. When we can feel the feeling and allow it mm -hmm. and claim it that it's there uh, and not push it away and not avoid mm -hmm. it, we think that that is going to be the death of us. Our brain thinks that we are going to die if we allow that feeling. It must and actually it's not even, yeah. it's not even the cognitive process you don't even realize that that's what your brain is telling us but obviously there's yeah. something that seems so scary that we are so justified in just right. pushing it away because we can yeah. go day you know all day just to try mm -hmm. to run away from it right right but the thing that really happens is and it you you have to experience this to to see how it works but once you start doing this okay it actually doesn't stick around as long as we think it's going to be or as strong as it as it mm -hmm. um, is in the start and it's different for everybody but we start to um understand that oh wait if i can get in the habit of going through this process of actually feeling it allowing it mm -hmm. um, talking to it assigning it a color whatever it is that works using my higher brain it starts to lessen way more quickly mm -hmm. and we're able to handle it and go on with our lives and feel that joy and not get stuck mm -hmm. in that overwhelming anxiety and um, depression or whatever however it manifests in your life so that is the power of feeling it and letting allowing it in into your thoughts and process so yeah so that those those are the tools that i have that hopefully and i know we talked about some other ones too with gratitude um mm -hmm. that really are a powerful um mechanisms and tools to deal with and anxiety and any negative emotions i love that thank you so much for sharing them liz and what would you say if the anxiety rate right, is something that to rate, right, okay, Monday comes and mm -hmm. like you said, it's an autopilot kind of right. feeling. It just kicks in, right? And then let's say you have, right, meetings. You have to be there for your team. You have to be there for the clients, right? You don't, like you mm -hmm. said, you don't have that space to necessarily sit down, right? And go through right. the, like, do you wait till the next, like, next opening where you have 10 or 15 minutes or lunch you know and, and then then that's go a great duties. yeah you know what i think that in that kind of situation i would start with the breath exercise okay um and and definitely set your timer and do it do it at random times but when it comes up even just taking a breath mm -hmm. and i know i'm dealing with anxiety mm -hmm. i'm going to take a breath right now and I'm going to have to return back to this and, and why it's coming up for me and what I, what's going on or what the thought is or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. We don't have time all the time to yeah. analyze it, to stop in the moment. 
but hopefully we can take a breath to mm. be able to work through it. So that's what I would start with. Yeah. And then I would um, get those feeling words, get the list of those feeling words that might help you stick it on your desk or somewhere yeah. in your office if you need to, because maybe it is a different feeling that starts out. Maybe you are able to identify it. Um, but just, I want to just really emphasize sometimes it's just in the small things. It doesn't have to be a big change, a big overhaul. Um, it's even in just knowing what's going on, being curious, mm -hmm. taking that breath, understanding what will really work for you in your busy schedule. Mm -hmm. Because the ultimate goal is, it's not to get rid of anxiety, although that would be so awesome. <laughs> If we could just it's the same thing as life never having yeah. chaos, right? <laughs> yeah, right. We're we're it's not gonna go away. It's going yeah. to be part of our life. And so but it's befriending it, like you said, like right by the hand. Like this process is so beautiful, right? Like making yeah. friends versus like shoving it, trying to keep shoving it down, yeah. and then it's like louder, louder. I'm gonna yeah. come out. Yes, exactly, exactly. Um I, I heard an analogy once about a um about a beach ball hold being held underwater yeah and you can only hold it there for so long before it explodes out of the water right that pressure um yeah. you know you have to keep holding it down and down and down for it not to explode but at some point okay we're done you know the the ball or even a balloon you know if you were to to hold a, a something with air underwater yeah with our with our emotions you're working again down natural force yeah. at some point they're going to explode it's going to not be pretty <laughs> and so mm -hmm. if we can hold that beach ball or that balloon on top of the water and with the curiosity with the taking of the breaths with the with the different things that we can with the feeling of the emotions mm -hmm. just small things um mm -hmm. that hopefully will help each person in a different way um and what yeah, i'm hearing those... you say is that that it's a and setting setting it up as um that it will be a process yes it definitely is a, a process with anything right it's it's um please <laughs> it's not just help me with anxiety i want it gone it's not gonna go away i'm sorry if i could wave my magic wand I would definitely, that's one thing I would wipe. But um, but for some reason, this is a feeling that we get to feel in this life. Mm -hmm. And um, so it is in those small steps and working through in layers, how right now, what's gonna help me in my life. And then we get to kind of a few months down the road and things have changed a little bit. Okay, now what's gonna help me right now? Mm -hmm. um, it's in those small moments where we check in with ourselves, even um on those daily basis where where we start to shift and think what can i what would help me right now mm -hmm. and sometimes you know sometimes it's just like i just need a breath i just need to have a minute for myself and so we take that or um yeah. you know just small things i know of course i would i would like a a vacation on the beach <laughs> right yeah, i would always like that but um the in those small moments what can we do for ourselves because yeah. truly 
we are the only ones that can take care of ourselves. Like we take care of ourselves the best. Oh my God, and you're saying that? Yeah. So it's you, essentially this process, the steps you laid out and taking the hand and going through them, right? Mm -hmm. The curiosity, naming it. Um, it, What it came to me, it's really like raising a child. Yeah, that's so true. Isn't it like in a way raising, right? The small child, right? Because some of it is going back years and years ago, right? And that's bubbling up and the walls that we're hitting, you know, and we just can't bust them down. (laughs) Right, right. It's so true. Well, a lot of the things that we do, the limiting stories or um different fear routines uh, even perfectionism different things we um they are in place because they are protection mechanisms and we just do things in our life so that we're we can protect we think are different times and so yes that reparenting or Mm -hmm. re-nurturing is really a good point that you brought up that Mm -hmm. this is a lot of what this is yeah, is understanding that we get to we get to do this for ourselves, and we are the best ones to do it for ourselves. Yeah, um, and the yeah. only ones really once we are grown up, right? Like yeah, and approach it like you wouldn't just like with a misbehaving child. You want to bring the compassion, the tolerance, the right. love, right? To even if you feel like you're falling apart, right? And uh, yes. To come back together to be, rebuild yourself up into a stronger like you said and to get to that yeah. point of the parent and it not showing up maybe as much or as often or not being as triggered as often right right I think that's a that's a really good point because I think that a lot of times we want to put ourselves in place we want to be mean and we our inner critic is very mean to ourselves right but mm-hmm. but just as like a child um when once i noticed with my own kids as they were growing up when they got hurt i realized a lot of times it was like oh brush yourself off you're you know yeah. you know ouch and and then i realized you know what if i just give them a hug yeah and give them that that nurture that they need it actually helps them far more and helps them to deal with the situation quicker Mm. and handle those emotions rather than okay brush yourself off which I did for for you know a while with my older kids and then I realized that that doesn't help as much as the nurture as the hug does and um and so that's kind of what we're doing with ourselves in different ways we're nurturing um what needs to be nurtured in different ways I love that because even so what came to me was even in like, let's say you're in a meeting because it's like, it's so applicable in all these mm-hmm. areas of life. It's like, if, if, if you have a client that's, I mean, quote unquote, screaming right at you, meaning uh-huh. they're unhappy, right. Expressing all their grievances or criticism or whatever. It's like, if you're going to apply the force, kind of like the, just dust yourself off, you know, let's keep going. Mm-hmm without the empathy first right. you're going to get into like uh, power you know me versus you you know because they won't feel heard and so much like this nurturing right first yeah. stopping and acknowledging that they are feeling or experiencing some kind of pain mm-hmm. yeah will get you yeah. so much further and the it's same true. It's true. apply the yeah. same compassion right 
to so you. So true. Yeah. And, and usually when something like that happens, it's, it doesn't really have anything to do with us. When somebody's yelling at us, it really has to do with them. Yeah. What's coming up for them and their yeah. fears and their, and they're taking it out in those emotional ways that we kind of get in the habit of doing. So yes, taking back to, um, we are the best ones to take care of ourselves even when we're married even when we have people that love us so dearly that they do things sweet things for us mm -hmm. they really are still not the best people to take care of us in those situations we really are and um we really have to step up and and realize that and not wait for other people to do that um mm -hmm. and we don't even realize we're doing that you know we just it's just natural um yeah. So, so yeah, to really understand that I am the, the right one to, to take care of myself um, yeah. in, at the heart, at the heart of me. Yeah, no, I love that. Liz, thank you so much for sharing these. Can you uh, share with us how can people find you? Uh, where mm -hmm. are you um, sharing all the wisdom and, yeah. um, and, you know, that you have uh, and how you help women, you know, with overcoming sure. anxiety and overwhelm? Yeah, they're probably the best place to find me is on Instagram. Okay. At Liz Moral Coaching. Okay. Um, can you I, spell out like that so it's yeah. so it's it's l-i-z and then period okay. liz or so it's liz and moral m-o-r-r-i-l-l -L, okay. two r's and two l's and then dot and then coaching um and so i have a one-on-one -on -one coaching that i do with with um ladies and i also have a small group coaching membership that i just recently started in the summer and it's one of those things where I've just kind of gone through the first few months of, of understanding, rearranging, you know, and I'm just about ready to open the doors again here in a couple of weeks. But um, such a powerful coaching um, group. It's been amazing to, to see. So that is um, what I'm doing, where you can find me. Um, I also have a website, lizmoral.com. Okay. Um, if you want to search around, but, but Instagram is probably the place that I am the most active, um, where you can find Liz.moral.coaching on Instagram. Yeah. And can you tell yeah. us a bit more about that membership? Sure. Yeah. So what we do is we, it's a small group, um, okay. and it, it'll get a little bit bigger as I open the doors again, but, um, we usually do a masterclass once a month. So the first week there's a masterclass and okay. this month it's on perfectionism. So um, really yeah. I kind of go with what comes up uh -huh. with the women and what we're talking about and model that next month, uh, what, where, what's going on. Um, so we do a masterclass and there's a workbook of questions that goes along with that. And we always have an implementation call on okay. one of the weeks. And then we have usually a couple open coaching calls where people can come, women can come, they can be coached on whatever's coming up overwhelm in their life, or okay. they can just listen to other people be coached. And that's pretty powerful too, because yeah. as women, even though the situation might be different, the feelings, emotions, and re responses, they usually are very similar. And is it um, meant for like, 
is it specifically meant for you know uh, women who are experiencing anxiety and feelings of anxiety and stress and overwhelm, or is it like a broader? Well, it's really for any woman mm-hmm. who has any feelings. Okay, that's <laughs> uh, right. my, yeah, my tagline is busy and amazing moms. And, um, but I, I coach women who are not moms who are not married. You know, I, I have all different kinds of, of dynamics in my clients Mm -hmm. and, um, most of the, well, all the women right now who are in the membership are moms. Mm -hmm. Um, part, most of them have, um, some of them, I I guess they're all over. I was going to say some of them, their kids are a little older, but we have all different ages. So I guess I can't say that. Um, but it's really neat because it's neat to see the dynamic and the support and mm-hmm. the connection and uh, a place to come, even though it's an hour, hour and a half a week. Um, mm-hmm. Usually we try to keep it to about an hour. I'm finding the coaching, the open coaching calls need to go a little bit longer, but um, just it's nice to come and have somewhere where people get you. And, and you're like, wow, yeah. I, I thought I was the only one that felt this way. And I'm mm-hmm. realizing that I'm not. And so it's just so comforting and strengthening to have that connection um, with other women that you necessarily didn't know before, but it's really neat. I love that. Well, thank yeah. you for doing it. And I would encourage um, anyone who felt the connection and saw really how much compassion I saw the compassion that you bring and maybe that you can help help others Mm -hmm. you know even if you don't put yourself first right now or you find it hard to find that self-compassion for yourself that sometimes Mm -hmm. it takes somebody like you Liz you know so go um check her out and um I definitely felt the care the nurturing right and how you can be there for other women. And um, that is so important. I think such an important part in actually working through these, you know, feelings of anxiety, feelings of overwhelm to get on the other side, kind of on the better, like the side where you feel stronger, more capable, right. And um, work through them. Right, right. Yeah. And, And it's, it's just such a pleasure. I, I love it. Thank you, I feel Liz. Like it's a calling. So thank you so much for having me. It's been just um, a neat experience and good luck with, with your podcast and all you've got going on to help other women. I think thank it's you, just Liz. such a neat cause. So, all right, we'll talk to you later. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Here are my top takeaways from our conversation with Liz. It was eye-opening to kind of hear this reiterated that For us as women, it doesn't take away from our family, but actually adds to it if they see you pursuing what excites you, pursuing your interests, pursuing what fulfills you, going for it. And it's serving as a powerful example. Another one is that our brain is always looking for danger because it's trying to keep us safe. So we have this disposition towards negative thoughts, looking for negative things. So this is where we sometimes consciously have to counteract it when we are aware of it and look for the good. And then 
one of the ways or reasons when we can experience uh, feelings of anxiety is when we are actually suppressing another underlying emotion. So Liz said that anxiety is a secondary emotion when we ignore another initial feeling. So next time when you are feeling feelings of anxiety, check in and see, was there something else? You know, try to check it or or catch it as soon as possible and see, was there something, what happened before? Was there another feeling that you were feeling um, ahead of it that you were trying to suppress or run away from? And then I love this great tool, print out a list of emotions. I did it also for my son. And um, next time, you know, or every once in a while, really connect with, especially when you're feeling these quote unquote negative feelings, start to connect with what is, which feeling are you feeling? Name it and claim it. I love that tool. And um, another one was something that you probably have heard over and over again, at least it was for me, but it takes many times to actually sink in at a new and more profound level, is that if something outside of us changed things, changed many times we think we would feel better, but the only control we have over really is ourselves. So the power really is in the little shifts and even noticing, kind of being aware of what we are thinking, what we are feeling, and then not trying to steamroll over negative feelings, but give yourself compassion. Doesn't that make your heart feel calmer? So give yourself grace, give yourself compassion and more nurture versus tough love. So uh, go check out Liz uh, on Instagram at liz.morrill. It's M-O-R-R-I-L-L dot coaching. Um, She has one-on-one offers as well as membership program and also on her website at lizmorrill.com. Thank you so much for your time. Do you feel like it's time to grow and advance in your career? To start feeling more fulfilled, feeling more excited, feeling more enthusiastic about your Mondays or Fridays, and also make more money and have more fun while doing it? If so, so, subscribe to the podcast where I will keep sharing ideas and tools that you can use and implement right away and truly take strong, big steps towards custom designing the career of your dreams where you can truly fall in love with Mondays. And I know you can do it and you are truly the one who holds a key and you are the one who brings the magic. That is why I titled the podcast, You Bring the Magic, because it's true. Also come and connect with me on Instagram at create your best career. I'd love to stay in touch with you and keep having these conversations and to hear from you. You can direct message me on Instagram and I also suggest if you have any guests or anybody that you'd like to hear from. So I'm sending you lots of love and light and know that you are the one who holds the key and truly brings the magic.